Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scotty Waz. How's it going, everybody? How's everyone doing? It's the end of February. Who knew? Whole lot of stuff going on, and we will get to that here in a bit. The uh, UCHC playoffs happening for Stevenson Team Maryland as they drive to uh, their playoffs coming up here at the, uh, the I think next week is when their playoffs start. Um, Towson finished off their season, and we'll talk a little D3 action as well. Um, but first, we'll start off with Stevenson. Uh, the men's squad, they were ranked number two overall in the UCHC, and they were hosting Chatham uh, in the first round of the UCHC playoffs from the Reisterstown Sportplex. And uh, very quick start for Stevenson overall. 5:24 into the uh, first period. A nice centering pass from John Musella finds a stick of Seth Bergeron uh, to make the one nothing scoreline for Stevenson. Anthony Starzy with the secondary assist on that, and Stevenson was off and running in the first period. Uh, they continued on in the second half and towards the end of the frame, starting off with Zach Egbers getting a uh, the two nothing scoreline for Stevenson. Just a rebound that just popped out in front off a Graham McCroy shot, just popped out into the slot. And Egbert just found found it on his backhand and just whipped it home. 2 nothing Mustangs in this one. And then very late with under three minutes remaining, Evan Beers just finds the puck. Nice little keeping at the point by him. Walks a little bit and throws it past the Chatham netminder. 3 to nothing going into the first intermission. And at the end of the period, Stevenson did get a power play, carried over into the second and that's when Eric Olson took very little time to get the power play goal, only 19 seconds into the uh, second period. As he picks up the puck in the off the boards and just goes in with speed, cuts through the defenders, go with a forehand, backhand, goal light, and it is 4-0 Stevenson. Stevenson, again, continuing to put the pressure on, not really letting Chatham breathe at all, and that resulted in yet another power play towards the end of the frame, and then Frank Fatucci, Gets in on the scoring to make it 5 nothing. Great perimeter work uh, by the power play for the Mustangs. End it with Austin Master finding Frank Vitucci across the crease. One-timer goal with Brendan Rylock getting the secondary. It's 5 nothing going into the third. Third period, though, Chatham comes back in quick order. Uh, two quick goals, 14 seconds apart at the beginning part of the frame. First, Carson Graner with the, uh, with the goal to make it 5-1. to one. And then 14 seconds later, Oscar Oscar Sarnan with the 5-2 goal. Stevenson getting into a little bit of a penalty trouble. And Chatham makes him pay. Zach Connor on the power play goal to make it 5-3. And while Chatham was trying to get the uh, get it closer, get a little bit of equalizer going, could not do it. And with a minute and 14 left, Liam McCanny nails it home into the empty net. 6-3 is your final. Green Horses move on. From uh, from the first round of the playoffs, Ryan Kenny with 34 saves, the most uh, coming in the third period. 22 stops alone in that frame. If you do the math, 12 shots in the first two periods. Uh, conversely, Stevenson only able to get six shots in the third period uh, and combining for uh, 30 in the first. So uh, you could see that uh, they were going ham in Chatham in that last period, but couldn't uh, couldn't really break through. So. There you go, Ryan Kenny and the squad go ahead moving forward. And that forward would be Saturday as they went up to uh, Nazareth 
up in Rochester, and they took on Nazareth College, and it was not the same result or the result that they had wanted out of this one as they unfortunately dropped uh, the semifinal matchup by a score of 4-2. to two. Nothing happened in the first period, just kind of a, a feeling-out process between these two squads, very evenly matched with a 10-5 uh, shot line for Nazareth. And they would finally break through in the second period, 2.52 in Jeremy Schwartz with the one nothing icebreaker goal. However, towards the middle of the period, Liam McCanny was able to get on the score sheet on the goal side with uh, that wasn't an empty net. He was able to get a nice little stretch pass from Austin Master, cut in, and uh, boom, put it home, 1-1. to one. It was short-lived, though, as 25 seconds later, Liam Quinlavin for Nazareth gets them up again 2-1. to one. Then on the power play, uh, Alex Rive scores a goal. Just a weird goal overall. They had to talk to the goal judge about this one, uh, but it bounced off the backboards, and Rive was just charging down on this power play, threw it in, uh, just barely squeaked by. Goal light went on. Uh, Nazareth did not believe it, but they had to believe it after they the referees conversed, and then they talked to the goal judge, and it is tied up at two again. That's where we would be going into the third period. Then in the third period, uh, unfortunately, Stevens just could not get the go-ahead goal in this. 9.09 into the third, Blake Frost makes it 3-2 for Nazareth, and then with the empty net, Henry McKinney finishes it off. 4-2 the final in this one. And Stevenson's hopes are now done by the wayside as they drop uh, they drop that one. And unfortunately, out of national tournament contention. So their season will end with a 15-10-2 record. A little rough start at the beginning for the squad. And we'll kind of do a little bit of a recap uh, next week about this as things go on further. So, And on the women's side, uh, they, they got started Wednesday, and unfortunately they finished on Wednesday as well as they took on number one seed Nazareth, who have been just going through this schedule with ease, and uh, this was no different. Six to nothing, the final four goals in the first period from Ali uh, Wastris, Ali Fujiyoshi, Abby Flanagan, and McKenna Wiljanen. And that's four to nothing scoreline there. Then Nicole Van Stralen gets two goals, one late in the second, one late in the third, and six to nothing is your final for the uh, the Mustangs as they drop this one, go out of contention there. Maggie Sinert with 40 saves coming in uh, relief of Olivia DeGuire, who had 18 saves. Uh, just a a huge huge shot differential, as the shot differential was actually 64 to eight. So a, a bit of a disappointing season overall when you look back at it when um, this team was predicted to win the MAC and be on the top half of the UCHC. Fortunately, not to be dropping their last sixth um, of the season and moving on from there. We'll, again, we'll talk about more next week as we do kind of a big wrap or, or some, a bit of a wrap of things for the season overall. So... Uh, that is the Stevenson season. They, however, do have a new logo as they debuted their uh, kind of a gray horse almost. Uh, so we will have to see how it plays. It almost reminds me of the Cedar Rapid Rough Riders uh, logo a little bit with the horse head facing kind of a three-quarter angle rather than side like straight sideways. So um, aesthetically, it's something, and we'll move on from there. But we will uh, look at the Stevenson's uh, men's and women's season next week on the show in a little bit of a recap. 
Let's look at Team Maryland as they had themselves uh, one of their final home stands. I guess this is the final home stand. I mean, they only have one more game left uh, this season of the regular season variety. But they hosted the New York Apple Corps on Thursday and Friday. And let me tell you, they had they had something to prove, I think, not only to themselves, but I think to the uh, South Division as a whole. Uh, it started off on Thursday, like I said. Nothing happened in the first period. Uh, in fact, 15-8 to eight were the shots uh, totally uh, for the first period. And not too much going for that. But in the second period, that's when Team Maryland kind of got on their horse. First started... 110 in Alex Erland, uh, just a broken up breakout play, uh, and he just finds the puck and it squeezes through the goaltender. Nick Falkowski with his uh, fifth assist on Erland's tenth goal. Team Maryland up one to nothing. They would keep the pressure on again, out shooting Applecore uh, 17 to five in this frame. And T.J. Avellino uh, puts himself on the scoring sheet as well in an odd man rush, uh, a trailer shot from Alex Erland. Avellino coming through from the point. Comes down, puts it home on the rebound. His fifth of the year. Erland's 10th assist. Connor McCow with his eighth assist of the season. Three minutes and three seconds later, McCow, he gets himself a goal. His fourth of the year on the power play as a redirection from a Vladim Froloff shot from the point goes in. His fourth of the year. Froloff's seventh assist. Team Maryland up three to nothing. And on a prolonged power play, as one of the New York Apple Corps players got uh, into a fight and then got a game disqualification because of it. Uh, Andrew Lowe gets his ninth of the season. Just a, a rebound in front that was just sitting at the side of the net for what seemed like ever. He comes in, sweeps in his ninth of the year. Morley Phillips with his tenth assist, and it's a power play goal. Team Maryland up 4 nothing going into the break. Maryland, Team Maryland did get into a bit of penalty trouble in the third period, but they were able to kill uh, all of them off. Uh, which is always a good sign going into the playoffs. But uh, they did get a goal towards the middle of the period. Tyler Hissong, who just came down the wing, got angled out to the side, and just threw it on net, and I think it banked either off a defender or the goaltender's stick and went in the net for the 5 nothing scoreline. When you're hot, you're hot. You know how it goes. With under five minutes left, uh, Ryder Coonan for the Apple Corps gets his 10th of the year, gets them a goal, but it was too many to not enough, 5-1. to one. The final here as Lincoln Crosby gets 21 saves. Riley Maskowski played the final 339 and got two saves in that. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Team Maryland gets the dub. They played Friday in their last game uh, against Apple Corps for the season, I do believe. And it was uh, kind of the same result, uh, but one more goal for Team Maryland, a 6-1 to victory in this showing. Really, it was the Morley Phillips show, uh, by and large, and he got things started very early, 42 seconds in. A uh, corner pass to the side of the crease where Morley Phillips was there for his 15th of the year. A great pass by Andrew Lowe down low for his 7th assist. Tommy Tracy got it all started, his 11th assist. Team Maryland up early. Uh, though Applecourt was putting a lot of pressure on Team Maryland's defense. They were getting through. They outshot uh, Team Maryland 11-10, a far cry from what happened a day before, but towards the end of the frame on the power play, uh, there's Morley Phillips again coming off the bench and just gets found by Tommy Tracy, lays it up for him. Phillips does the rest, rips one home for his 16th of the year. Tommy Tracy, 12th assist. J.J. Creighton with his 15th assist. Team Maryland up 2 to nothing, going into the break. Another power play late in the frame, not a lot of offense in the second period. 
uh, a lot of uh, a lot of penalties going on too too many men penalties and one of those uh Morley Phillips gets the natty bow Hattie horn as he gets his 17th of the season hard wrister just from the top of the circles almost like he did on his second goal uh, and boom, it's in the net. Same scoreline as the second goal, too. Tommy Tracy, 13th assist. J.J. Creighton, 16th assist. Team Maryland up 3 to nothing. But with under three minutes left in the frame, Ryder Coonan uh, gets a, his 11th of the year, kind of being the only goal scorer for Apple Corps this uh, weekend or this set of games, uh, and it is 3-1 going into the break. Now, Apple Corps was kind of all over Team Maryland just for a little bit, not too long. Uh, again, outshooting Team Maryland in this frame 10 to 9. But after the midway point, Team Maryland really turned it on. Starts off with Radom Froloff. A great tur uh, turnover created by Benjamin Watson's forechecking. Uh, Froloff was there, walks in, wrists one home for his fourth of the year. Watson won't get an assist on that, but he did a great job to create that goal with the, the, the tough pressure that he put on the Apple Corps defense. Then with 3.25 remaining, Jules Jardine gets his sixth of the season. Just a loose puck off a block shot from Tyler Hissong. He puts it home. Uh, Hissong's sixth of the year. Hunter Hoffman's fourth assist of the year on Jardine's sixth goal. And then with two minutes even, Andrew Lowe a, uh, gets a drop pass from Matt Parker. Lowe goes high. Tenth goal of the year. Parker's first assist. Tommy Tracy, his fourth assist, uh, or fourth assist of the game. 14th assist of the season, and that's how we're going home. 6-1, to one, Team Maryland. Uh, the winners, Riley Matkowski with 27 saves in the victory. Good to see him getting some time in there uh, towards the end of the season. So uh, Team Maryland a little bit uh, really making it count right now for this squad as they are in third place. Two, games, uh, two points up on the Philadelphia Little Flyers and five points up on the Philadelphia Hockey Club with one game remaining against the Philadelphia Hockey Club on Thursday uh, afternoon at Piney Orchard. Uh, you guys can go check that out. Go check it out. Have a have a nice little lunch at the rink and see uh, Team Maryland bring it home for their last game of the season. Currently sitting 21-17, 4-3, so they will have a winning season in this one. They are on a four-game win streak here. So we will see how this all develops, see where this goes playoff-wise, and then we'll move onward and upward from there to see how this all really plays out in the grand scheme of things. Some commitment news from Team Maryland as Colin Berkey has uh, committed to Southern New Hampshire University in, well, of course, New Hampshire. The Crofton, Maryland native and uh, Spalding High School alum has gone 9-10-3 uh, on the season with the 269 goals against and a 922 save percentage. Uh, so a solid showing from him in his first, uh, I believe, believe first year. In junior, um, so uh, good on him to advance his career. He'll be going in the fall there. So you have a, a goaltending spot uh, to, to put up, and then here comes a uh, a tender that Team Maryland has signed, and that's Ryan Wirtz. Wirtz is an 0-4 goaltender from the '95 Giants 18U AAA squad. He's a Medford Mass native, and uh, yeah, he is. Uh, Coming out of the 18U squad, he will go ahead. It's two years in the 18U squad, and then he will bump up to Team Maryland next year. So it'll be interesting to see how he'll fit in, how he makes the adjustment. He'll have a nice little a whole summer to get himself ready for Team Maryland going into next season. The Townsend Tigers ended out their season trying to get at least one win in the ECHA 
games and unfortunately did not happen as they traveled up to Temple and Temple were not great hosts and uh, they beat them 7-1. to one. Temple really just all over from the beginning, from the word go, um, as they just out-shooting Towson, you know, just out-chancing them, just get, having the entire game to themselves. Uh, it took a minute. It took a, it took about uh, 14 minutes for them to get going, as with 5.02 left in the first, Hayden Liveroni gets his first of the year, makes it one nothing Owls, and then with one minute remaining, Blake Richmond gets his first of the year, uh, and it is 2 nothing going into the break. Then on the power play, three uh, 3.32 in, Robert Pilarski with his fifth of the year, Puts Temple up three to nothing, and then Matthew Gwinnett his fifth of the year, uh, with uh, just about nine minutes left, puts Temple up four to nothing. Frank Meegan would get on the board for Towson. Potten hits sixth of the year, thirteen forty four into the frame. As uh, going into the second intermission, it was four to one, but Temple just shut the door after that. Temple actually outshot Towson twenty one to two in the second period. Outshot him eighteen to eight in the third. And three of those goals went in. Polarski uh, gets his with 5.32 remaining in the third. And then with 151, Joe Stilecko with his third of the year. And then Stilecko again seconds later with his fourth of the year. That's all she wrote. 7-1 to one the final for Towson. Uh, Daniel Ludwig, 48 saves in the defeat. And Towson goes winless in the ECHA. They will not be participating in the playoffs um, this year. So... Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of things to look at. A lot of interesting situations going on with Towson right now, uh, trying to figure out where where this leads to and and how this goes. Again, we will kind of do. Uh, I don't know if we're going to go ahead and uh, we'll probably dissect them two two weeks from now uh, when we do the rest of the club teams. But uh, or maybe we'll dissect them next week. Who's to say? But they will not be in the playoffs this weekend. And this weekend, it's at yes, it's at the McMullen Sport Complex. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday are the quarterfinal games. They will uh, those will seed up to see who takes on the number one Navy and number two Villanova squad, and then after that, uh, the final on Sunday. I think all of them are going to be broadcast on the Brigade Sport Complex uh, YouTube. If you can't get to the game, uh, I highly suggest you go ahead and get to the game. Uh, these are always going to be a a good time. It's ten dollars per day. Free for midshipmen and under three. Uh, it will be George Mason and William Patterson at 5.30 on Friday night for the three versus six squad, and then the 4-5 matchup between Temple and Westchester. The Saturday games, the highest remaining scene will take on Villanova at 5.30, and the lowest remaining scene will take on Navy at 8.30. And then, of course, the winner of those games will take on, the e take on each other for the ECHA championship on Sunday, March 5th. Again, all those games at the McMullen uh, Arena at the Brigade Sport Complex down there in Annapolis, or as my dad called it, Annapolis. And then, uh, yeah, it'll be a good times again. Uh, it's only $10 a day. I mean, you get two games for $10. You're not going to get that kind of bargain in this economy. In this economy? No, you're not going to get that. So go down, support club hockey, support local hockey, support Navy, support whoever the hell you want to support. Just support these guys out there who are making the most of it. Um, this is this is their playoffs. I mean, go ahead, support them, cheer cheer the good guys, boo the bad guys. Just keep it civil. Go on down there, ten bucks per day. Can't beat that. A little D three wrap up for you guys, and we have ourselves a first champion 
of the year, and that goes to Johns Hopkins University. They won the DVCHC Patriot Division Championship as they beat Franklin and Marshall College by a score of 5-1 to one on Saturday. Uh, Anthony Song with a hat trick in this, uh, two in the first, and then one in the third period. Mason Albert with a goal. Jack Jerkovic with another goal. That's five. That makes it a big dub there. Daniel Longmire with the big win, making 29 stops, uh, only letting one by him on there. Two assists to Blake McIntyre. Evan Bunton with an assist. Martin Mihalik with an assist. Jerkovic also added two assists on the game as Johns Hopkins, a team uh, whose school was the first school to play a, a school-sponsored college hockey game back in 1896 against Yale. Uh, they take home a big trophy for themselves. So congratulations uh, to the squad over there, and hopefully more to come uh, moving onward and upward. UMBC was in the playoffs of the DVCHC, uh, another division. The D3 divisions kind of split up in different divisions. They're in a higher tier, I believe, than Johns Hopkins. But unfortunately, they are not going to move onward as they lost to Susquehanna University 4-3. to They were down 4-1 to at one point, tried to make a valiant comeback late into the game, unable to do so, and they take the loss 4-3. to uh, Devin Crystal with two goals. Scotty Collinson with a goal as well. Uh, Brian Dugan with two assists. Ethan Freeze with an assist. Brenner Granson with an assist as well. Nick Corbin made 28, uh, 24 saves rather on uh, 28 shots. And that's all she wrote there for UMBC. They got one more game. They will take on Hopkins on senior night. Uh, and uh, that will be the end of that season for UMBC. On the schedule, Navy says that they had a game. The D, the D, the men's two squad had a game against Rowan. I know they had one last week against Rowan. Don't know if those kind of coincided or what have you, but in any case, I don't have a score sheet for that. I didn't see anything about it, so we will see uh, what the men's two will get into. ACC playoffs, though, this weekend, March 3rd through 5th, and then Confederation Cup, or the Federation Cup, sorry, uh, for the uh, College Hockey Federation. March 10th to 15th. So we can get any updates from Navy. We will pass that along here next week for all the good stuff that's going on there. Let's get to some players. Uh, Micah Berger, another goal for him in a 3-1 to victory for the Wenatchee Wild over the Merritt Centennials. That puts him at 19 on the season, 35 points in 35 games as well. It's a point-per-game average if you're scoring home or even if you're alone. So a nice showing for him in the BCHL. Anthony Domina continues to rip things up in the uh, the Kootenai Junior Leagues. Uh, he had a five-point five weekend, or five-point week. He had two assists in a loss uh, for the Columbia Valley Rockets against the Fernie Ghost Riders on Tuesday. And then uh, he had two goals against the Fernie Ghost Riders on Friday and then had an assist against the Fernie Ghost Riders on Saturday, five points overall, putting him at 55 points in 35 games for the Severna Park, Maryland native. Staying in Anne Arundel County, uh, Lacey Eden. She is from Annapolis, and she is putting up big numbers again. A goal and assist against Minnesota State as Wisconsin sweeps the Mavericks in this. So a goal and assist on Saturday, putting her at uh, 17 goals and 38 points in 35 games for the uh, sophomore 
out of Annapolis, Maryland for the Bucky Badgers out there. Patrick Giles pot an assist on Saturday as the Charlotte Checkers beat the Bridgeport Islanders 5-2. That's his ninth assist of the year, 12th point in 53 games for the rookie from Chevy Chase and you're not. Stephen Halliday had an assist on Saturday as Ohio State gets swept by number one Minnesota. That puts his totals at uh, 26 assists, 34 points in 34 games uh, for the Glenwood, Maryland native by way of Ajax, Ontario. I don't know how that all works, but still, we'll go with it. Dimitri Kibrew with an assist on Saturday as the Black Bears win 3 to nothing. Uh, he has come back pretty good from injury overall. Uh, he's got 32 points in 38 games, including 19 goals on the season with the Black Bears. Quinn Kennedy out of Silver Spring. He had two assists in a loss for the Danbury Junior Hattricks. Um, not a great time to be a Hattrick. Uh, it's been a very whoa. It's been very very worrisome out there in Danbury. Uh, but uh, he has 18 points in 42 games. This Kennedy over uh, the season with both the Black Bears and the Junior Hat Tricks as well. Sean Kilcullen had an assist as well on Saturday for the Maryland Black Bears as, again, like I said, 3 to nothing win over Philadelphia. And Jack Spicer gets another victory on the year, an overtime win as Waterloo took out Omaha. Uh, thir- uh, 27 saves on the night for Spicer. He has uh, 20. He's up to his count to 26-1. and one. Uh, a nice 20-win season in your first year of USHL, not too shabby for the Univers- University of Nebraska. Omaha commit 287 goals against 895 save percentage uh, on that. And you know what? We're going to wrap it up right here. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate you taking some time out and listening to me ramble about some Maryland hockey. Hope you guys appreciate it. Uh, you can find us uh, in a bit. I will tell you the socials there in a minute. But I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Ch- Chesapeake Hockey Week part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Hey, on the social media, at Chesapeake HW Pod, on the Twitter and Facebook.com slash Clutch and Crab Hockey. You can find all the stuff when I remember to post over there uh, from that. So uh, that's it. That's all. You guys have a safe, fun week. Enjoy the beginning of March. And when we come back, we'll have some more playoffs to talk about next week. It's going to be a good time for everybody. Uh, play some Clutch and Crab Hockey. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.